Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. everybody, welcome to Marriage Martinis. I'm Adam. Here is Danielle. Hi. And here's Mia. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Mia. Hello. Hi. <laughs> well, you are by far our most exciting guest ever, and we have had a lot of exciting guests on. That's true. Um, That's I true. Would, I am your most yes, exciting guest say, ever. <laughs> or or we've had exciting yes, guests. Um, you have had a lot of exciting guests, but... I would say, yes, I am the most amazing one. Um, (laughs) If you don't say so yourself. In your humble opinion. Yes. I don't say so myself. I wouldn't say that I'm the best guest you've ever had, but yeah, I am the best guest you've ever had. And you should be appreciating my presence here. Um, We are. Come a little closer to the mic. It's okay. This close enough? Much better. Yes. Keep going. So uh, you have been wanting to come on for a long, we had the podcast now over two years, and I would say this is something we've been talking about for probably over a year that you've wanted to come on, and I've been a little hesitant, not because I don't trust you or want you on or anything like that, because there's nobody I would rather have on the podcast, but I guess as a mom, my first instinct is, you know, we get rated and reviewed and we get a lot of feedback most of it is overwhelmingly wonderful and non-judgmental and incredible but of course with anything there's that other side and I would I just never ever ever my heart would be wrenched if I ever had that other side happen when it came to my kid so um you know we really have the most incredible community but of course my first instinct is always just to be very protective of you but I am so happy you're here you're being so brave um and you're just you know you're awesome um so oh that was very nice thank you (laughs) so we I wanted to talk about acceptance with you on an episode um because I think dad and I work really hard and I know we are by no means perfect parents. Don't don't say anything yet. I know you're dying <laughs> to. Who, 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 me or Mia? <laughs> Mia. <laughs> uh, I have stuff to say. Yeah, yeah. but just wait. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about acceptance because th- that has been such an important thing to us. And I think especially being a teenager, no matter who you are as a teenager, you need a safe space. Um, but also if you want to talk to us a little bit about why you wanted to come on and talk about acceptance and accepting your kids, um, for who they are, then that would be great. Uh, well, I've always wanted to be on here mainly because you are my parents and stuff and like, I wanted to be a part of this. Um, but also like a huge part of it is that like, 
I'm so glad that you asked me, like, as your LGBT kid, your kid who's part of the LGBT community, um, instead of just, like, talking about your experience as an LGBT, uh, as parents of an LGBTQ plus kid, um, because, like, I think it's important to hear from the kid's perspective, not just the parents, and, like, to hear what the kid thinks, you know, and, like, for the parents to hear from the actual kid, see, like, oh, so this stuff is actually, like, what we need to be doing. This is, like, what we need to be here. what we our kid needs to be hearing. Like, mm-hmm. although, to be fair, it's, like, different for every kid, obviously. Um, and I don't know. I just, like, I just got, like, really excited. Like, you know, you all are my parents. And when it's nice to have a platform, right? Yeah, true. And it's nice to, and this stuff, like, needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and we have never spoken about, your you know your sexual identity or your identity really at all on the podcast we do talk about you guys but it's mostly like you know you guys were being pains in the butt yeah, bitching about or, them yeah or, or right. something like that i mean that's fair i'm, I'm assuming you talk about ian the most then right <laughs> <laughs> we, do talk, we do talk about ian a lot i always wanted it to be that if we were going to talk about it you were going to be here i in no way would ever want to tell your story or um pretend to know how you feel about it and, um, you know, and my, my main goal is just to give you a space to maybe talk to the parents. I don't know if parents are going to want to listen to this with their kids. Um, and, and, you know, really just talk about how we can make a place for kids to feel accepted and loved and better understood. So do you want to talk a little bit about your, like, uh, you know, it's so interesting because the first thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about coming out but I don't know that you ever really came out I mean I don't think I ever came out to dag I might have like can't come out to you no I was yeah. trying to think about this for a while yeah yeah was, I never came there was out never to a dad. point where I thought to myself did Mia say something to me or let mm-hmm. me know in some way it never happened I think it was a gradual thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember with that, it was probably just like making a joke and you guys are laughing and dad's just like, oh, okay. I, I guess I think that's what probably happened. Um, do you, I don't remember, honestly. I, think, I, it was, I think it was mostly we were all just sitting around watching a movie. Yeah. That's what I remember yeah. too. Yeah. And Ian said something about. I came out to Ian. I definitely did come out to Ian. Yeah. Ian said something to me. I don't remember what it was. Um, how do I feel about it or something to that manner? And I, I, I just remember saying, I, I don't know. I don't care. Is, is she happy? That's, that's what I care about. And that's all I remember that's saying. Good. That's right. Yeah. That's a good well, response. It just made like me that. think that, uh, you know, you, you think about every person having this huge, incredible coming out moment or transformative coming out moment. But I think everybody's situation is different. And I also think that this is something for you that you have been thinking about for a long time that you knew you were sort of um, somewhere on the LGBT spectrum. But as we're all sort of trying to figure out our identities throughout life, um, you were sort of just trying to figure out where exactly you did fit. Uh, Actually, um, no, to be honest, oh. I was. <laughs> this is actually something I was struggling with for like a long time. I just like haven't really been open with you guys about it. This is like, this is something I was struggling with for a while, to be honest. Like, at what point? At how? At what age? Mainly in like sixth and seventh grade. Um, but I feel like we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. You and I. 
Well, yeah, but for me, it felt like forever that I was struggling with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Did you feel a struggle? Did you f- like? Yes, definitely. A struggle talking to us or a struggle? Um, not a struggle like talking to you, just an internal struggle. Okay. Have you heard of like the term internalized homophobia? No. Um, so basically it's like, it's not necessarily, it's obviously like not that you're homophobic. It's like more that you're homophobic of yourself. Like you're scared of being gay. Like you're fine with the like being gay in general in most cases, like people being gay in general. That's well, that's in most cases. Um, but yeah, in my case it was like, I'm fine with this. Like, yay, LGBT, uh, (laughs) sorry. Um, LGBTQ plus rights and stuff like that. But you know, I could I could never be gay. No, not me. And here we are. Uh-huh. Um, so we were it was like a denial kind of. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember this one time in sixth grade where I had like um a, ma- a majority of my friends in like sixth grades, a majority of the people I hung out with were um part of the community and um this one time one of them was like, Are you sure <laughs> that you're not into girls? And I went like I went on this like whole rant about like, oh no, I hate other girls. Like, I uh, no, other girls suck. It, even though I claim to be a feminist, <laughs> like you were just yeah. trying to prove almost to yourself yes. that it wasn't true. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. But yeah, we. I mean, this. I think so many of us go through, and we talk about this on the podcast too. That I don't know that I'm. I don't think I'm a hundred percent. You know, heterosexual or straight. Wow. I, okay. <laughs> All right. I've um, spoken. Wait uh, a minute. Listen, I, I will. Mia leave knows this, conversation. this, right? I mean, I, I kind of assume. Yeah, yeah, and you, I mean, we talk about it on the podcast. Why are you acting shocked? We talk I'm about not, yeah. not acting shocked. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> thinking to myself, should I leave this conversation and head out and you guys can have this podcast to yourselves? Oh, am I not giving you enough time to talk? I'm sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm supposed to be here as a man. I, I mean, as a man, you. it's like <laughs> definitely important for you to I, um, absolutely to, to like be in the room for this because like, oh, thank you. Um, Especially because, like, there are, like, a lot of, like, homophobic fathers out there. Like, more homophobic, fa- like, non-accepting fathers and mothers. And I'm, like, so lucky that I have you guys as my parents. Oh, like, thank even you. Even if I do complain about you guys sometimes, like, I'm really, like, one of the lucky ones. Like, well, remember that because you complain, I do about, complain about you, you a lot. You complain about me a lot. A lot. Not just a little. <laughs> no, that is, that, that is, um... But I do want to ask you a question. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Yep. Because uh, your mom and I growing up in the 80s, uh, coming I, out I of... I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> Come, you guys co- are the same age. What do you yeah, mean? exactly. Come, coming out of the closet was a huge deal. We grew up in the, the age of AIDS and people didn't want to relieve themselves, you know, let people know that they were gay. How is it different today versus well, then? Today is coming out of the closet a thing today, or is it more of a gradual thing like we went um, through with you? Some it depends on the case, to be on it, to be like real. Um, there are some cases where like people don't come out of the closet until they're like in their like forties, like sixties, or like even like past that. Um, and so, um, like it can still be a big deal. It just wasn't for me because I have like s- a s- nice space like this, I guess. And just like also, it's just like I hate coming out. I just like I just think like no, it's just like not fun. It's like it's not a conversation I want to have. Um, I am out to most of the people in my life. Um, I mean, I haven't like I. I'm pretty sure Mima thinks I'm straight. I'm pretty sure your grandma. Yeah, Mima, my grandma, my so? mom's I mom. I think both your well, not I, no. I don't think so, but you haven't no, exactly I, come out to either of your grandmothers. Well, no, I, I mean, with 
Graham, um, with my Graham, which is my dad's mom, um, she and I are really close. So if she's listening to this, I haven't come out to her yet. So if she's listening to this, um, hi, I guess. <laughs> now you know, um, I like girls. Um, yeah, well, you're you're close with you know all your grandparents, and they live close by and everything. Um, I th- and you and you, like you said, you're out to most people. Is it is it something about that you think that they still see you as this little girl or is it more about the fact that they're from a different generation and you're worried about being judged by them? Uh, Honestly, like at this point with Mima and Zega, like I know that Mima would be like down for that. I think she'd be like, oh, hell yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, Mima's been on the podcast. Everybody knows who Yeah. Linda. <laughs> yeah, Linda, Linda. Linda would not care. Linda, no matter yeah, what, she'd be down. Any I situation. Know. I mean, Linda I would be like, I saw an episode on The View about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that Zaya would be cool. I think he'd be like, you know how Zaya is, like, all stuttery and stuff. Like, I think he'd be like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he'd say a Hebrew prayer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's not that I'm like scared to come out to them or and anything. And Graham like, will be a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I know. I just, like, she I, can loves I just, like, you. Talk oh about my gosh, them for yeah. a second, because like yeah. it's kind of different with both of them. For sure. Me. Um, with Mima and Zaya, it's like more like oh, I just like don't want to come out. It's like you know, what? like someday I'll bring home a girlfriend. And you guys will be like, oh yeah, that made sense. Yeah, we probably should have guessed. Um, but with Graham, it's different. I mean, it's just like Graham. It's like you know how close Graham and I are, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just like, it's really hard for me. There have been chances where, like, I could come out, and, like, I just, like, chose not to. I've, like, even, like, considered, like, writing her a note, because, like, I just, like, it's just, like, not something I want to do. It's like, are you I know she'll react positively. I I don't know. Or I mean, just like, the I stress know. of coming out. Like, there's a yeah, stress Yeah, especially, like, to her and stuff, because she's such a huge part of my life. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, I know she'll react positively. It's just like, I don't, I just don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, well, what, however you're feeling is how you're feeling. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I, there's no doubt in my I mind. I mean, sh- you know, you know what's going to happen. She's going to hug you yes. and say, yes, I know. Yeah. And I love you. I and but dad and I like have I never did. had to do anything like that. Yeah. So we don't know what it feels like to, to have to, you know, be in that position again and again and again. When, like right. you're saying, you're constantly having to do it because until you put yourself in some ways that almost might be a nice part of coming on this podcast because in some ways it's sort of like okay now uh, you know a lot of people who we know are going to know and you've done it in this you know incredibly brave courageous wonderful way um and next time you see them you'll sort of be like oh yeah they probably know already I don't have to you know I don't have to like just come out again honestly I found like um uh it's okay. It's okay that you do this. Obviously, like I'm down. I'm done with this. Like, mom, mom, you like, t- you like tell your friends that I'm gay, and I'm honestly like kind of thanks, thankful for that. Like, I've given her the okay on this. Like, I know that you've like told some of your friends that um, I'm a lesbian, and um, I'm definitely down for that. Cause like, like I've said, I hate having to come out, and so like, I'm just like glad that you do that for me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you're also super close with a lot of my friends. That's so true. Yeah. Her friends love me and I love them. So <laughs> yes. this works out. It's important to me. It's always been important to me that Ian and Jonah have known that there hasn't been any hiding of that. I mean, that in that, oh, yeah. that because I don't want you to feel like you're having to hide anything. And I think you also have really, really awesome accepting Ian's 12 
Um, and he's kind of like, I don't know how else to put it, but he's kind of like this jock, you know, this like, sports, <laughs> yeah. right? For someone who's like <laughs> as skinny as he is, he's like surprisingly athletic. Well, <laughs> I just mean well, like wait, he and his only, friends. Let's, let's embrace that. That was almost a compliment for oh, her Oh yeah, you, were, you almost complimented yeah. him. <laughs> That's we as were far so as close. he gets. Oh, we were so, so close. Let's, let's embrace that. But, I, you know, he's, he's, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, he, he as much as he is, you guys are so different, right? Like he is. Oh yeah, into, <laughs> no, completely. But <laughs> I have to give him and Jonah, who's nine, I have to give them so much credit because um, they are so. I think that they are just they just love you so much, and they. I don't think they ever make you feel awkward or. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There have been times where Ian has made me feel awkward about it, but Jonah's been cool. Like, let me interrupt um, you for a second, just because. Um, I understand how Ian can make you feel awkward or whatever, but as far as a 12-year-old little brother, I think he could probably make you feel as accepted as any little brother could. That's fair. Yeah, as that's definitely as fair. much as he you know gives you a shot here and there, but that's just brother sister rivalry. But I think yeah. he's very accepting. Both your brothers are very yeah. accepting. Jonah's and he, and he his, he's very open with his friends about it, and he never yeah his, his friends all know as far as I know yeah, like, and he's like definitely like stood up for like LGBT rights like to them and stuff like he's mm-hmm. like that's right, and, and that was very important to me always is that I never wanted you I never wanted that to be a secret I always wanted that to be really you know out in the open, um and then and I I don't I don't think you ever felt like you had to like come out to them either I think it was just something that w- was just sort of part of our daily home culture yeah I of. feel like this I whole mean, thing was just a progression it was it was well yeah. with Ian I did too. come out um with Jonah it was just like. You know, right? And Jenna was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." We were wa- um, it was probably when we were watching Steven Universe because that um, I like to show him shows like that, especially because like, um, there are so many good kids shows out there, like shows for kids his age that um have such good LGBT rep. Better, I'd argue, I argue that like some of it is better than like the rep that's on TV, um, adult and teen TV shows. To you be mean honest, the, is rep representation. Yeah, rep as mm-hmm. in representation. Yeah, yeah. So like the Steven Universe show is something that you and he bonded over. Yeah, and in and in bonding, it's an animated show, mm-hmm. and in bonding over that, I guess also is this underlying um, theme of LGBTQ and LGBTQ rights and acceptance and everything. So you were also sort of bonding over that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of the main characters is. Um, LGBT and the main character, um, the main like the titular character, Steven Universe. He's very like, I don't know if gender nonconforming is the right word, but like, he's he's very like. Do you know what toxic masculinity is? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming Dad, do you? Of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I do. Okay. Um. So basically, he's um they sh- they give him like a. A huge lack of like toxic masculinity. I say that as I feel like the word lack makes it sound negative, but that's such a good thing. Like in the show, he wears like sk- there are points where he wears like skirts and makeup and high heels and stuff, and he's like very comfortable in his masculinity and like especially femininity like femininity or masculinity, masculinity and femininity. Okay. Um, and like yeah, especially like um actually when the show um in the original show uh he was probably like. 
around my age when I started watching it. Like, uh, in the beginning of the show, he's, like, 13. He turns 14 in an episode. So, yeah, it's, like, mm-hmm. cool that they're showing kids, like, hey, it's okay. Like, especially, like, the boys who are wearing this, sh- like, not wearing, watching the show, like, Jonah, it's, like, hey, it's okay, like, wear skirts and, like, makeup and stuff. And, like, those aren't just things for girls, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And they also, like, showcase non-binary characters and stuff and, like, um, yeah, that's just cool. How do you feel as far as, this is a big question for me, about social media? Because we, I know that the social, did you watch The Social Dilemma yet? No. Did you? I, no, I did not. You I know, should. I know, I know. Everyone keeps telling me I should. I'm going to. I, I know, I've been putting it off because I, I feel like, I don't know if I can be stressed out about one more thing, but I, I do want to watch it. Um, but The Social Dilemma, and, and I know, you know, we all talk about as parents, there's a thousand podcast episodes and blogs written and books written about social media and how dangerous it is for kids. And I know that there are totally a lot of aspects of, the internet and social media that can be horrible and can be very toxic and dangerous, to be honest. Um, but I also think for you, social media has been a really powerful outlet. Yes and no. Um, when I was first starting to struggle with my sexuality, I had like found this corner of the internet where they convinced me like, hey, you're better than other girls because you like to read. And it's like, oh, all right, sure. You know what? Yeah, I'm better than other girls. Um, and so like that wasn't just like bad for me in the sense that like, oh, I'm better than other girls. I couldn't date them. Like not just in that sense, but like it gave me like it like kind of started me off and like internalized misogyny and stuff like that. You know, like that's just like. Wait, um, she's using two big words for me. <laughs> Internalized misogyny. Internalized misogyny Can you explain is where to me like please? kind of like uh, you are a woman, but like you like ha- you like treat other women women as if they're lower than you. I guess. Okay. Something you see in like books like Harry Potter, which is like a great book, which is like a great series, but like they do. There's a lot of that in there for some weird reason. I don't know, but like yeah. Um, but um, I, I I feel like you're uh, you have this also this thing where you follow these. YouTubers and you follow these people who are extremely open and honest and they have they've created these beautiful wonderful platforms um and I I think correct me if I'm wrong but I think that that has really helped you with your self-acceptance oh yeah definitely um uh there are a lot of like LGBT YouTubers I can recommend but there's this one video that I've wanted you to watch um it's called Basically I'm Gay, and it's from this YouTuber, Dan Howell. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. You were talking about Dan and Phil, who are YouTubers. Yeah. And, and you, I know that you found a, like a, them as a source of comfort. And you think it's really important that people watch this video. How, why do you think that it's so important? Well, um... 
didn't feel they're like this duo but like they did come out separately um they both and like um uh, they both came out like uh pretty close like together their coming out videos like happened like pretty close together um and so <laughs> i'm sorry would you ask again i kind of forgot <laughs> Why did you? Why do you think it's so important that people watch this video called "I'm Gay"? Basically, I'm gay. Oh, sorry. Basically, I'm gay. Um, well, I do want to give a few trigger warnings first. They, it, he does talk about like suicide and like how he was bullied. He goes into like a bit of depth about that, and I just wanted to give a few trigger warnings for anyone who does go out to watch it. Um, uh, but basically, I feel like it's so important because like, um, it's just like this. It's his story, and like, um. It's, like, it's also, like, says a lot about, like, how people, how some people, like, speculate about celebrities, like, so much and, like, kind of, like, hurts them. Like, he, he like, talks about, like, um, how, like, his sexuality was speculated by, like, everyone at, like, this one point. And, like, everyone was, like, oh, he's definitely gay. And that kind of, like, made it harder for him to come out because he wasn't ready. Um, And so I think that, like, it's a kind of important, like, kind of talks I think it's important like how we treat celebrities like I think it says something about how we treat celebrities well it's also anybody isn't it better to not speculate for anybody and just let them have their own timeline not just celebrities right maybe like just stop speculating about people in general yeah also that's not like the main reason why I think it's important not like the whole spec not just the whole speculating thing but also like I mean I do think it's important but it's not the most important thing I think the most important thing is that like this is his story and can get like really dark. So like you, when you say that, like uh, when some people say like, Oh, it's so much easier for people to come out today. It's not always like that. And I think that we need to stop saying that. Cause like, while it is, well, while it admittedly is easier for some people, it really isn't like, it's still hard for people, no matter what, even if yeah. we're not stuck back in the sixties where the nuclear family is, yeah. you know, su- just like the main now, Today, I know that there's, I think yeah. there is more acceptance of, you know, of different kinds of families, but for sure, we still have a very long way to go. And for you, I think that we, we do, I mean, we live in a community that is, um, not the greatest. N- well, maybe, no, I don't want to say not the greatest, not as, ex- a lot of people aren't as accepting, but we certainly are, are the people we hang out with yeah. are and you have been so incredible with that that you have sought out don't you think so Adam that she's been so good at seeking out her people who she knows are going to accept her for who she is and and I don't always think that's so easy especially in high school that you know it, it's very hard to find to really ha- find those people who you're going to sort of jive with and have the same feelings about and you that makes me so confident that you're going to be able to find those people throughout your life who um they, you know that you have these friends you have this this niche of friends who really do accept you and you accept them and that's I don't think where we live that's so easy to do yeah I know that um I'm lucky that I found them like pretty early on too like um, my two best friends I met them in eighth grade and we're still going strong even though like none of us go to the same school um my two best friends and I uh and so um they're still like my like some of my favorite people in the entire universe and I love them and um and and I also have my friends from sleepaway camp um which happened last year I haven't seen them since um 
probably like a year ago maybe. well because of quarantine you guys yeah. couldn't go back to camp this summer yeah and um we still talk though like i still talk to them like pretty often and you're going next summer yeah definitely going next summer and um, it's a ni- it's a nice i think it's really nice to have those other places you know away from this community right that you yeah, you know definitely. that you have these other outlets and also before the quarantine happened you were going to high tops in princeton which is a really awesome place for yeah, LGBTQ. That was fu- that was a cool place, yeah. yeah, but the Slipway Camp was so great because Amazing. it was just for anybody who was anybody. And it doesn't matter who you are or yes. what you are or everybody just loves everyone, right? Yeah, it's just like such a great accepting place. People of like all genders, all sexualities there. It's like awesome. Well, it was funny because recently I, I saw this video on YouTube where – the, there's a woman who was kind of quoted as being the originator of the gender reveal party. Oh, yeah, and her kid. And her kid ends up being non-binary. Yeah. Right. So did she come out and say that she uh, she wishes that she hadn't? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she I've came s- out I've and said... I've seen that. Say, I, l- I kind of like that. But are you I also for that? Like, how do you feel about her. that? Um, I, ca- I liked that. I kind of felt bad for her. Like, I thought it was, like, really funny... Um, and like she, I know she feels like so bad like about like spurring this on. Like I kind of like, and like I kind of like hate the idea of gender reveals personally. But like, um, I mean, sure, like the mystery is fun. Like, oh, what gender is the baby gonna be? But like, the baby's, but like the baby, like it's just like you know, it's just like such a dumb thing. Like they were like put like from like before they're born. Like we're kind of like pushing this gender onto them. Like it's like. Hey, uh, you know, just like take your time. You can like figure this out. We're not gonna force you like wear or anything. We, like, well, this is how like people should be. Like, just like should just be like, hey, take your time. Um, we're not gonna like force you to wear anything or like do anything that like makes so you feel th- right. So this forced pink or blue, yeah, it's kind of outdated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is kind of a dark topic, so you can like feel free to edit this out, but um. Uh, did you know that um, before the Holocaust, pink was actually the blue, co- uh, the boy color, and blue was actually the girl color? Because um, during the Holocaust, they made um, gay men wear pink triangles, and so um, I get, and like that's apparently like what started it as being um, pink being a girl color and blue being a boy color. At least that's what I heard. I'm not 100% sure, but um, like, uh, I might be wrong, but like, this is what I've heard, and so, but I know that the pink triangle thing was definitely true. So like, mm-hmm, that they got labeled with a pink triangle for yeah. being gay. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's always been a struggle, and I think right now, you know, people always say to me, I'm I'm a little bit political on. Instagram, especially in the last year and when everything was going on with Black Lives Matter and everything. As you should be, though. Yeah, I, I, well, I agree. Um, and I know, you know, I know our listeners are, are so, um, are so, you know, accepting and understanding and supportive of me doing that. But, you know, people always say about my Instagram page, You're, why can't you just post funny memes and be a, a funny parenting Page, why do you have to get into politics, and why do you have to talk about your beliefs about this, or your beliefs about LGBTQ, or your beliefs about Black Lives Matter? Or, and my my issue is that 
you can't separate the two things because you don't know, you know, what I have an LGBTQ daughter and what happens politically 100% affects her life. So when people say that to me, it's infuriating because I, as a parent of someone who could be marginalized and have her rights taken away, cannot ignore any of that. So I need to throw that in there that, you know, a lot of us, there's no... There's no separation for us. There, that, that if you have the luxury of separating politics from parenting, or I don't, I don't know if luxury is the wrong word, but a lot of people no, don't have that. Is the right yeah, word. a lot of people yeah. don't have that. So anyway, I wanted to throw that in there. Um, and or, also, or that you could just say because this is our page, this is what we are. There are plenty yeah, of people who are just about funny memes and parenting and. Okay, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that too. If you want to be all in, all encompass like of what we believe pain. in and what we do, this is us. Right, but I, I hate the assumption that parenting and politics should be separated because I just think that that's absolute bullshit. It really is. Like I just like this is something that's so important to me too, especially because like especially as your daughter, like it makes me so happy when I see you posting stuff like that because I need people to go out and vote so that I can have a future and so that kids like me can have a future so that any kid could have a real future. Mm-hmm. And that it, there is active stuff going on to try to take away your rights, um, yes. your future rights. And you have always been somebody, that's one of the reasons why I was so confident to have you on is because you are somebody who has always kept yourself really, really educated. Wouldn't you say, Ad, since... Oh, very much so. I mean, you were, you were, Danielle, you were very nervous about having Mia on, is this the right thing to do? Is it not? Uh, should we be doing this? And, uh, you know, I was thinking the whole time, you know, Mia knows her stuff. She's mm-hmm. educating herself in everything she believes in. It's not just a abstract idea that she thinks. And right. yeah, You're my go-to for everything yeah, I politically try, correct, right? I definitely try really hard to do my best. Uh, and I if, definitely and, try and really if, hard to do yeah, my best. And if, um, and if she wasn't comfortable doing this, of course we would not. Oh, of course. But she's, you know, obviously more than comfortable doing this. Yeah. Um, So that, I think to me, you have always been, even before you went through this, you know, this self-realization and everything about your identity, um, I think you've always really tried to be really informed about things. And you have always, you know, you've gone to, we've gone to women rally, women's march, the women's march and women's rallies and the Black Lives Matter. And you are somebody who really cares, not just because it's you, but I think you care about other people. And um, I guess as somebody who is informed and who is growing up in a house where, you know, we've never done this before. You're our oldest child. And granted, I think that we have a very, very accepting, warm, loving home, but I'm sure we also are making some mistakes. And I was wondering if you wanted to maybe talk to parents out there about some things that you think that they could be doing to create an accepting environment for their kids. And maybe some stuff that you think dad and I could be doing that we're not or could be doing differently. Okay, well, I have a lot to say on like parents, like how like some parents like treat their kids um and like even parents like think that they're accepting i'm not saying you're like you you just oh you think you're accepting but you're not really i'm talking to parents who like think they're accepting and they think that they're doing a great job but like they're not um (laughs) uh because there are like so many parents who are like who like who are like oh yeah i'm great with my kid they also like will tell them oh your sexuality or 
um, your gender. Like, that's just a phase. You know, you, you aren't actually this way. I know. I'm your mother. I'm, I'm your mother. I know better than you. Like, mm-hmm. like, moms should never tell their kids that, like, they know better than them. That's not something you can do. That's just, like... You need to believe your kid. Yeah. They're, your kid... It like has the brain of your kid, has the body of your kid, has the heart of your kid. Your kid knows your kid best. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like there's certain things that we have done? Like for instance, you know, we have. I've always been. I know Adam will feel differently, but I, I love putting like the signs around, and I have the bumper stickers on my car, what? and the you know the one wh- where I have the um, in this house we believe you know love is love and all bodies are beautiful and science but is real and women's rights are human rights. No, I think sometimes you think I go overboard with everything. No, it's fine with me. I, I mean, oh. it doesn't. Yeah, like, but does that I, we believe the same thing? No, so I know, you know, I know. But you know, sometimes I think I'm like maybe I'm I overdo it a little bit. Nah, um, but you know, you I overdo have, a lot of things. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I you know I I try to just make it a space of acceptance and do you feel like that stuff helps knowing that you know that stuff is around and you're walking around your house and you feel like you know that you're in a a, in a space where you are you know just fully allowed to be yourself um yeah it does help however uh you did ask um like if there are things that you could be doing better and you're extremely excited to talk about it i'm <laughs> sure okay do you, let's do you have a list yeah i i know how, how many pages is this is actually is more about you than it is dad yeah dad i i agree i think that dad i have He's to give him good. i i think that dad is um you know we talk a lot on this show about we've we've you know that we're very open about our marriage and stuff like that and i think that dad is one of the most accepting dads yeah. In the entire world. There you go. That you no, I'm not kidding. That you, you really just want your kids to be your kids. Yeah. Well, I want them to be happy. I want them to be comfortable in their own selves. Right. I but mean, I, there's yeah, never. I ne- I don't think our kids are ever worried that you're going to judge them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now talk about me and how terrible <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, you Wait, know. Mia, uh, maybe you and I can go back and forth about how terrible you <laughs> are. All right, let's get into it. Um, I am very lucky to have you as my mom. However, you know how Ian will make those jokes about how, like, I hate straight people and movies and, like, how, like, and, like, how, like, it's, like, bad that, like, oh, you only, like, gay things in movies. Like, he'll joke about, like, that. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, you, like, you just, like, I feel like you need, you, well, both of you, actually, need to be, like, talking to him about that more and just like hey that's not okay because like you laughed when he made jokes like that before like because we can't watch any movies or anything that yeah okay um yeah and like remember when we were watching cheaper by the dozen yeah um and like i got well we were watching the second one and i got upset when allison stoner like the you know the the butch girl once you got that makeover i was like upset like why couldn't they just leave her butch you know and like ian just like started joking and like and then you were laughing at it, and so I got really upset, and I stormed off. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I remember. And then, the, and then you <laughs> asked me to watch another. And remember the time that <laughs> you. And then you. <laughs> and then you asked when I was four. <laughs> and then I wouldn't watch another movie with you guys, and you got really mad at me. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure that there are ways that I am screwing up. I know I am, and I. You know, I think that we all. Some of it, we we don't realize it. You know, and our. I mean, there's so many ways I'm screwing up. Anyway, but about this also, I'm sure that there are things that I need to be better at. And if you're saying that those 
those situations make you uncomfortable and that sometimes someone is making a joke and, and then a hundred percent I'm a hundred percent in the wrong and I need to work on that. We need to take a break and then we're gonna come back and talk more with Mia Silverstein. Hey. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. I want to find out what, you know, I know that you really feel like it helps your confidence and your identity watching some of these shows. Do you want to tell us why and about good representation in TV and sh- movies and bad representation? Because I know this is a really, really big interest for you. Um, well, yeah. Um, well, this is like shows and movies are like really important to me. I don't know why. It's just like it's such a good outlet. Um, it's like. It's just, like, a great method of escapism, I guess. And, like, I find it really easy to get into these stories, especially when they have a character who is LGBT or possibly LGBT. Well, it normalizes what you're feeling, right? So it makes it seem more okay to be, you know, comfortable with what's going on in the movie. Like, I know Love, Simon is one of your favorite movies. I mean, yeah, but, like... Over time, it's like the the book was better at um, representing this than the movie was. I feel. Oh like yeah, and books too have been a huge part. Wait, mm-hmm. you keep saying LGBT and LGBTQ. Can you? Is it LGBT. either or? Well, I, I know. Pe- I, I wonder which which is the right way to be saying um, it. It's probably better if I keep saying LGBTQ plus. I just I'm just kind of lazy. You sure, it's just shortening it. It's not about that. It's more yeah. appropriate now. Or yeah, okay. no. Um, okay. I'll, uh, I could go in like deeper into the acronym uh, if you wanted me well, to. Part two of the episode, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there are there are um, a, there's a lot of like good rep that I've seen, and there is a lot of bad rep that for some reason I still watch just because like I'm so invested. Um, uh, can I give an example? Of sure, that? of course. Um, there's this one show I love and also kind of hate, Supernatural. It's like. It's a it's a really it's a really good show, but also like there are these there's this one character, one of the main characters who the fans have been begging for like the past twelve years. They've been like, hey, um, maybe you can make this character like bisexual, because like it's pretty obvious that he isn't straight. Um, and uh, there's only a few episodes of the show left, so I guess they have like still time to do that. But it's like most likely that they're not going to like. They've just been like, kind of like, no, screw you. We're not gonna do that. Why would we do that? And like, um, everyone and they have had LGBT char- LGBTQ plus characters before, but like, pretty much all of them have been killed off, or like, we only saw them once, and they, like, they didn't get to have a good storyline. Um, and I know that in a good representation, I know that you have watched again and again and again. One of your one of the most influential for you has been Schitt's Creek. Oh my god, yes! That's that's my favorite show ever. Um, I have an Alexis Rose pop. Uh, I just got. <laughs> I put a, I put a picture of you with it on our story. <laughs> you did. So tell us why Schitt's Creek is such a transformative show for the LGBTQ plus community. 
Um, well, it's so amazing that one of their main characters um, is pansexual, which is so rare. You rarely ever even see a character who's pansexual. Do you want to quickly explain pansexual and which okay. character is yeah, pansexual? Yeah, which character is David. This? Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember like the whole, I like the wine, not the label thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red, wait, so wait, that part where she's like, do you like red wine or, wine or white wine? And he's like, I like I the like wine. I like the wine, not, not the, the label. label. Um, Grand meaning insinuendo. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, basically, pansexual. It seems it sounds a lot like bisexual at first, but it's not the same thing. Um, so, bi is like liking two or more genders and like having a and like usually like having a pre- a preference. But pansexual, it's like, oh yeah, who cares? I like gender doesn't matter. I just like all people. And like no, like you don't have a preference. Like, doesn't matter if the person is trans or hetero no. or right. Like if I bump into you in the street and I like you, I don't care what you are. I I'm into you. I'm I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Basically, like not well. Why like not hetero? It's like about it's like about like attraction to gender, not like people like sexuality or anything. Like, well, well I, I'm saying that it, it you they might like they might be attracted to somebody who's heterosexual. Like they. Well, I mean, anyone could be attracted attracted to someone who's heterosexual. Help me out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're literally just yeah, trying to learn. Yeah, we're it's, learning. Uh, it's gender. It's about gender. It's like, well, it's actually about like. So lack of gender when it comes to attraction. Mostly about like the T. It's like about attra- being attracted to all genders. The official definition I've seen is like being attracted to two or more genders. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's like you are like, and like having preferences. Like a lot of bisexual people like prefer like, a lot of bisexual girls I've seen like tend to prefer like girls and stuff, but there are some who like prefer boys and like that's still valid. Like, um, Bi people usually tend to have a preference. When, meanwhile, with pansexual people, it's like, like you like all genders, no preference. Okay, and that's what David on Schitt's Creek is. Yeah, and also because the, I think what I've seen is that on Schitt's Creek, they um, they don't ever make it a thing like the, being a homosexual. It just is. There's nobody hates anybody for being you know like yeah, none I mean, of the population of the town ever make a big thing about it. Nobody ever you know talks about it in a negative way. It's just fully accepted, and no other TV show has ever done that. Yeah, definitely not. It's like, I mean, and you would like, think in a small town like that, yeah, that it was it would be a thing. It would be an issue. It would well, be an yeah. Outcast. They purposely made it so it wasn't a thing. Yeah, and I like that. Um. David and Patrick, they're just my favorite couple ever. Um, they're just, like, the best couple. Like, I think anyone who's watched the show can agree. They're, like, the best couple on TV. I mean, I know that they get thousands of letters from people who watched the show and then felt like they could come out. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just, like, such a good show. I love it. It's such great representation. Yeah. Um, and for any parents um, who want to, like, sh- like, make sure their kids, like, see, like, LGBT pe- LGBTQ plus people on the screen. Um, I have so many recommendations. Can I like list some of those? You can. Li- you have it if you list a few, and then we will put a whole bunch on our social media um, okay. and on our um, in the show notes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, s- there's Steven Universe, The Owl House, uh, Shira, the one on Netflix, not the original. And those one. are for younger kids, right? Um, well, 
not really. Those are like for like more like those are for kids like Jonah's age, I guess. Nah, like so he's nine. Okay. Yeah, like around his age. Um, let's see, uh, what the one that I was uh, I was just talking about this with this show with my mom because uh, I I actually just showed Jonah this show last night, Jonah and Sophia. Um, this show, Julie and the Phantoms, which is pretty new and it's got great rep. I really like it. Um, yeah, the, it's like um, I have so many more shows. There are so many more shows that have really good representation. And that might be a really cool thing for parents to do with their kids to sit yeah. down and watch with them because, you know, I mean, I've tried to watch countless shows with you. And when you watch one episode <laughs> with me and then I wake up the next morning and you finished the season. Um, OK, <laughs> listen. So um, and when we, she's trying to explain to you. We have tried and failed several times. I get very upset. Well, sometimes watching something with Mia. And she's talking the whole time to explain every situation <laughs> and what's going on in the story. And you don't get to see what's going on. She's fully invested. <laughs> I Well, yeah, I get like way too into shows yes, and movies that I know. watch. Especially shows. There are so many shows I'm obsessed with at the moment. Yeah. Well, okay, you'll make a list for us online and everything. Um, and I, I think that, you know, people just really want to... Um, I, I know that most parents just want to create a safe environment for their kids and we're all trying and obviously we're going to screw up and whether your kid is part of the lgbtq plus community or not everybody you know i've spoken about this on another episode but i i am obsessed i love andrew solomon and if you guys haven't watched i you haven't watched this mia i would love to watch it i don't know who that is yeah well he he's um he does He's written a bunch of books, and he he did this movie called Far From the Tree, um, and it's on Hulu, I think. If you have not watched it, go watch it. But he talks about, I think you'll find this interesting, Mia, that there that everybody has two identities. You have a vertical identity, which is what you inherit from your family, so like your ethnicity, your hair color, your last name, and then you have things in common um, – things you have in common with your parents and children and then you have a horizontal identity which is things that make you different from your family those things that are established outside of the family norm things like if you have a health issue or you know you're deaf and your parents aren't deaf or perhaps your sexuality you're gay and you're born into a straight family and that's an identity that's sort of just yours um that really everybody else needs to sort of try to understand and you have this whole other identity sort of outside your family right that that's your vertical identity is is what makes you is what sort of makes you part of your family and your your horizontal identity is something you have outside of your family and i think that we're we're all just we really just want you to feel like you know we're understanding of your horizontal identity, this thing that sort of sets you apart from us, that makes you so special and unique and wonderful. Um, and so I think that, you know, anything that you can say to parents that they can do to sort of help make their kids feel more accepted is great. Um, well, one, one thing you said a little earlier that I wanted to comment on is that, like, oh, you know, parents, we, we're all going to screw up, but the important thing is that you like fix those screw ups. You like fix the mistakes that you make. Like you're allowed to make mistakes. It's obviously okay. However, um, depending on what mistake you mu- you probably might have to fix it. Like depending on what you do. Like, mm-hmm. so people who maybe haven't been as accepting as their kids, it's time to right that wrong. Yeah, exactly, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, some, but like 
acceptance varies on the person. Like, um, some people, like, a lot, most people that I can think of, like, if their parents know that they're gay, they don't want their parents telling anyone. And I'm, like, fine with you telling people. Um, I hope so. Because <laughs> you're telling well, a lot of people right now. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, accidentally comes out to your entire audience. Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, Mia, you've been really accepting of us, too. We have this. We are not by any means your typical parents. <laughs> we have this podcast <laughs> where, you know, most kids have parents, their pa- you know, who are who don't have a podcast where they talk about their deepest have, and darkest secrets well, and the you most have inappropriate definitely traumatized thing. me at times. I'm not going to lie. You have definitely traumatized me at times. How have I traumatized I you? Um, back when I used to follow the account. I w- oh, <laughs> yeah, the Instagram account. Well, that was your fault. You should just stop following <laughs> that. Well, I, ca- I kind of want to sum it up a little bit saying, listen, I never thought I was going to have a podcast. I never thought we were going to have a medium to talk to people. But I am so incredibly proud of you for coming on. Thank you. And talking about how you feel. And letting people know how important this is to to be accepting of who your children are. So I'm I, I'm really so proud of you, and I love you we no both matter. Are. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and thank uh, you. That's uh, so nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we love you so so much. And I think that you're kind of. I think you think it's kind of cool that we have this platform that we can. I mean. Yeah, but at times it's like, <laughs> oh, people know who my parents are. That's that's interesting. <laughs> um, plus, I still haven't met anyone famous from it. So, uh, if you could like, if you could like, uh, you know, get well, me the number nobody's of met famous. anybody in a very long time face to face. Anyway, name so. one person that you want to meet. We'll try to make it happen. Yes, one person. If you're out Quick. there listening, go ahead. Hey. Uh, Dan Levy, if you're yes, out there. Dan Levy, hi, I yes, love you. Please. Um, we all love you, Dan Levy. Yeah, we all love you, Dan Levy. Please, um, hi. Will you come back and be a regular guest? <laughs> uh, you know what? Sure. Will you be like our acceptance um, professional uh, expert? Yeah, just bring me on the show. Like, I'm like, you know, like those kids shows who have like, who like, or about like learning and stuff, and like they like they'll have like that scientist that they go to ex- to explain like stuff. Bill Nye, Bill Nye, the science well, yeah, guy. Like, I'm talking about like sh- I'm sure that I know that there are like shows out there like they're like children based or like educational, and they have like those like segments. That yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that scientist guy. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? Right. I, I, from from doing this episode, I I don't feel like you belong on a kids episode. I feel like you belong on this podcast yeah. talking to adults <laughs> but yeah i know i was just like comparing like my appearance on this to like the the scientists on the tv sh- on right that she's like our own little profession like our yeah. own little ec- expert right you know we have our own little expert and you really are i mean anytime right when i'm writing something and i need it to sound um you know appropriate and politically correct I come to you. You're my person. Yeah, I was actually, um, earlier you were saying something and I actually wanted to correct you about Black Lives Matter and how that's political. And I was like, uh, not really political because, um, you know, it's just about like humans, you know, being alive and like right. staying well, alive. Well, people will say it's political when they yeah. see that you're, but you're it's absolutely not, right. No. It's, a, it's human rights. It's not about po- political. It's about humanity. I completely agree with you. And I'm so proud of you. And I know that you are already changing the world because um, you. you know you're so open and honest, and we need more people like that. And um, and we love you so so much. And you, uh, is there anything you want to say to people about 
Again, I know you said about voting or whatever. Just any last words? Please vote. Um, <laughs> I want to have a future. I would like to get married and adopt children. And um, also, I do have a few, like, two final thoughts that I want to leave people with. Um, I was thinking of. Okay. The first one. Uh, it's statistically proven that one in four, to one in four, or one in five people are gay. So, uh, you know, anyone around you right now <laughs> could be gay. Just like be careful of what you say around people. And two, um, Dan Levy, hit me up. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Alexis, we love her. Yeah, too. I love Alexis. She's amazing. Too. Annie Murphy. I yeah, love, that's her name, right? Oh, Annie, Annie Murphy. Yeah. Right, right. I love right. her so much. Yeah. She's awesome. You yeah. Hi, if you're watching, she's probably not listening, but if you are, I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you. The Marriage and Martinis community, I know, already loves you. And, oh, um, you. and you are welcome to come on and talk any time. Now go clean your room. Right. <laughs> um, uh, actually, you interrupted me napping before <laughs> to... Uh, to uh do this so i might just go back to that oh all right we didn't clean your room tomorrow yeah. all right everyone thank you so much um and you know like she said vote we only have a please. few weeks left please. and please. Please. um please. be careful like you said with what you say to people you never know what internal struggles they're having and you know self-realization and everything and let's just all just be accepting not only of our kids but of one another and you know we're all just fighting our own battles and trying to make it all right. All right, guys. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.